0: Welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazian read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I've read every book in the main series, however, my co-hosts have not. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Hello. Our producer,
1: Anthony Jr. Fuleri. You can't out me like that. The J is my most close-kept secret. The AJ,
0: (laughs) and the last but not least, he goes from the, his head to his feet. It's
2: Joshua Dean Baker. That is how matter and human bodies work. I'm really proud of you, buddy.
0: I was like, I'm going to do a rhyme, and I didn't have it in me. You really didn't. So,
2: you can try it again. I can give you a second one. So I've had this... I'm going to pass. <laughs> I, I'm going to pass. I can't do it.
0: So for a while, I've had this great idea for an intro. You know, it's going to be really funny. Wish you know? you'd use that one today, then. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got him so so like we've released a few episodes it was like someone's birthday and then we had like a St. Patrick's Day type of thing and they were like really specific to days that really specifically dated us you know Yeah. Mm. so I had this idea. I was like, man, the next episode, like we're going to record on January 10th and we should just make it really specifically dated because it'll be a really boring time. <laughs> and like, I-, I-, I just thought it would be funny to choose a really banal day and be like, oh, let's date it to Saturday, January 10th. Who cares about this day? <laughs> and, uh, you know, first few weeks of the new year here in 2021. And it has not been as an uneventful January 10th. I mean <laughs> relaxed day for me, but maybe not an irremarkable time. So my 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 plans didn't work. That's the end of my story.
1: Nice. I think we yeah. should just get really into the bean dad discourse. um yes. and I did just what? want to say <laughs> I, Yeah I wanted to say <laughs> bean ahead, dad no. at least once because I feel like that that would really age this appropriately.
2: Yeah, well cause, <laughs> well cause the reason is bean dad right now, in the real timeline, was like a week ago. But in my mind I mean, I was a younger man. You yeah, being dead only happens. lasted
1: for like two days in the zeitgeist before there was a fucking coup. Well, some, some other stuff happened, <laughs> yeah. all right, so. I have to yeah. admit,
3: I have no idea what that
2: is. Inch, It's not worth we you learning. So it's a not worth it is you 100% learning. true.
0: <laughs> but you know, I'll just—I uh, would love to check in with how everyone's doing. You know, last time we were on the show, we had a somewhat heavy discussion, and then we all went on a super long break. You guys recorded a Krampus episode. We all take a look took like three weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. So, like, uh, Inge, how you feeling? How's the New Year? And how you at coming back onto the coming back into Midnight Tides and come back on the
3: show? Um, the New Year had a rough start. If you heard kim and kanye might be getting divorced
1: yeah what? i have heard that i think they
0: filed right uh i, I don't know if that. they filed yet
3: i don't know but you know mm, yeah. you can imagine it's been a really tough time for me um <laughs> I and i can't even hear about any of this <laughs> they just went to an
2: island together yeah i know that was it's months crazy. ago josh
1: that was months love is
3: ago. crazy love me may- it, it, it's crazy what and, is time uh, aj yeah. So I'm happy to be back with the gang doing what I love and I'll leave somebody else to bring up the other unfortunate events of this week.
0: <laughs> Listen, we've already already alluded to it. We all know we don't need to do that on the show, but let's get down to the hard hitting question, which is, are you, are you like pro the divorce? Are you uh, against the divorce? Do you have a hot divorce take?
3: Um, I'm pro the the divorce because, um, in 2021, we are all leveling up and we are leaving what leveled us down behind. Damn. Damn.
2: Oh
0: my gosh. What a fierce,
1: powerful statement. Thank you so much. Um, Anthony, how are you leveling up this year? Uh, I have a third display now in my whole setup. (laughs) I've, I've got my laptop. My original monitor, and then my parents' old monitor that my partner was using. But she got a new monitor for Christmas, so now I have. So
2: what you're saying monitor. is Tara got a new monitor, and like yeah, yeah. I didn't say I didn't say I got a new monitor. I didn't say I got a new monitor. I said I got a third monitor. <laughs> yeah. very clear about this is very cute. This is
1: this is a very old monitor from my parents that does have a line of dead pixels all the way across it. Oh my goodness. goodness
2: it works!
0: I feel like it's fun works. really. A little different than getting a divorce energy, I'll say that, but I can respect it all the same. Um, Josh, do you have any big leveling up to do, or should we start the show?
2: Uh, I don't really. I mean, so like in my one campaign, uh, my swashbuckler is right about to hit level 12, but she did hit level 11, which is big, because that means three attacks per round, which is fucking crazy, man. And then my other character, my occultist, is level four, which is big, because he gets rapid shot. Uh, so that is gonna be a full attack action with an extra shot on it. So those are my big level up news.
0: Hell yeah. You thought I was gonna cut you off there, but I didn't, you know. I, was I just let to you talk go. about it.
2: I'll talk about Amaryllis and Nile all day. Me too. All right. I love this character.
1: Um, uh, um, uh.
2: Let's P- c- What about your 2021? Yeah, what's your big level up? Oh, Nobody's complimented
1: um, the shape of my
2: eyebrows. India, <laughs> India, I've never once in my life thought about someone's eyebrows. So sorry, that's not changing for you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh
0: my gosh!
2: From
1: <laughs> 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 a laugh to a tears cry.
2: on
0: Mike, baby. <laughs> my big leveling up is probably has to do with therapy. But oh, that's nice. a more candid answer than everyone else's. So I don't know. I'm gonna like eat more popcorn. I don't know. Is this is this something good? I mean, you know, this I be I don't it's know. great. Good for you. You know what? I thought the
1: popcorn. I thought the popcorn thing was good. I love you know? popcorn. It's funny go-to it snack. Now are you thinking like you kettle know. corn situation or just like plain old popcorn?
0: I Love kettle corn. Love therapy and love big tins of popcorn. If anyone wants to give me a big tin of popcorn, I'm all hands. But not maybe after the pandemic, you know. <laughs> um, uh, so with all that said, one of our uh, a really great intro. We nailed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, I- <laughs>
2: <laughs> what what, what, what What's just God got
0: you, bud? I, <laughs> I made a bunch of notes of some things I wanted to bring up on the show, and when I said it, I just wrote 10 out of 10. It's <laughs> just <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, India, uh, our listener, Derek, specifically requested you read the intro, uh, read the chapter summaries. So why don't you kick us off into chapter 20?
3: I assume that means I have to read it then. Great. Thank you. Take it away, Inge. Chapter 20. Within the Eternal Domicile, Bryce and Aceta discuss the army's retreat and defense of Lethress. Bryce is worried, especially about his brother, and the Sita says he must not kill him. Shirkalal waits for Jaron Eberich to return. The Finna does, and upon hearing of the robbery of his estate, he kills his house captain. She trips and gets stuck and decides to wait the night. Bug and Tehol discuss the impending fall of Leather and Eater's sorcery. Then Bug speaks of the hold of death, and the sealing of a land that has caused a lack of death. This magic thaws now, leading Kettle returning to life, and a hold of death forming at the Azath house. Tehel still thinks it's not a good time to crash the economy. And he sends Shand, Hishan, and Rastar away. Bryce speaks with the Queen's consort, Turidol Brizet, who claims to be an objective observer. He says to Bryce that the Eater will win and the Queen wanted war because of wealth and destiny. Then speaks of the history of the First Empire and Leather. Bug goes to the Ratcatchers' Guild and speaks with Rucket and Ormley. After Bug goes to the Azath and speaks with a stranger who prevents the Talani mass from joining. Bug wonders why the man stirred himself awake now. The Finad Marok-Nevath returns to the city. He later comes to the palace to meet with Brizad. Brizad says he has need of Marok and that the Finad is not trusted since he did not die at the queen's side that he can reclaim his glory by killing the god of Jehek that is here in the city. Kettle needs food and water. She's alive. Bug helps her, but not before being psychically besieged by the Toblokai underneath. Bryce is within the throne room and observing the king. The king refuses to leave the city and says he would sooner die than retreat. Garen Ebericht arrives complaining about his losses and is given dispatch to quell the riots. He thinks he knows who stole his money. After the Prata warns Bryce that Garen suspects his brother, the king wants Bryce by his side at all times. Bryce agrees, but considers that sooner than later, they will be dead. never doing it again. That was the one and only time.
1: It's for you, Derek. Derek <laughs> that for you, Derek.
3: That was for you and I hated it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Josh, uh the chapter starts and Bryce and Cedar are just talking about many things, but amongst it they are you know, we're touching in with maybe the Latheri's position in regard to the eater and just kind of what the defense of the city looks like. So as master tactician of the podcast, a title I'm just dubbing you now, um, what do you make of the Lothari forces and um, their, uh, and what the Eder will be meeting when they cut to the city?
2: So I do think it is important as an army to feel, like I feel like it's important for a military to feel powerful and to feel like, you know, they have the capability of performing the tasks they need to. But there is a level of confidence that just breaks into stupidity and Mm. I feel like this is the this is this is the moment where I go ah you're all gonna die that's fine you know Mm. it's what's gonna happen because like their strategy is essentially well listen all right before okay we just didn't have enough people all right so like they well, that, came, and that's what happened. That was the problem at High Fort. You yeah, could tell you were there. They just, keep, they just didn't like, have enough. Literally, people. their strategy is: well, when we're all together, the power of friendship, maybe <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna bring us through to this day. Shit, shit. But then, like you know, all you need is that person to raise their hand and be like. Herm, excuse me, master strategic, didn't they also have their forces split into into three? Because, like, yeah, the Eater also haven't all been together the whole fucking time. So, like, if they're individually, their three armies are constantly fucking you up, why do you think that the three of them together aren't going to continue doing that? It really, that that made me annoyed. I was like, y'all deserve to fucking die. Like, do a tactical retreat okay harass the army i understand the wraiths are powerful but like you gotta come up with a way to counter them do you think they're all gonna die i don't think they're all gonna die i feel like that's i mean it's pretty tough to like introduce this entire civilization and wipe it out in one book you know what i mean i feel like there has to be some remnants of them but like as a whole i personally believe that leather society will collapse in some fundamental way
1: aj do you agree um i don't know (laughs) I don't have the brain for this like Josh does. So a lot of time reading this stuff is just like, huh? But him saying it like that and then having the context of knowing what the king thinks, which is just like, I'm going to die. So I'm just going to stay here until I die. I feel like part of that strategy, if he's involved in the strategy at all, is just like, bring everybody back here. Uh, you know, as far back as we can go. And then maybe that'll somehow minimize casualties because they'll just burn a path straight for the throne room or whatever and murk me. I don't know, though. I don't really know.
2: It's it feels like a very Helm's Deep strategy they have come Mm -hmm. up with. Well, no one's ever broken into the city of (laughs) Matheris. Yeah, but no one had ever fucking broken through all your frontier towns too, idiots. Yeah. Like, just because it hasn't been done before don't mean it can't be.
0: Yeah. So Shirkalala waits for Garen Eberich and then later we see Garen Eberich like um, given leave to go into the city and then he kind of makes a cryptic remark to Bryce. So India, what do you make of Garen Eberich now that he's returned to the city and kind of what he's up to and maybe his entire role thus far is kind of sort of an antagonist. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't know how I would describe him. So what do you think about Mr. Uh, Mr. Eberich. <laughs>
3: Um, I don't really understand his purpose or what he's doing other than just like randomly killing people, maybe for a purpose Mm. that I don't know. Mm. Um,
1: That's kind of it.
3: Yeah, I I, other than that, he just kind of seems a little like, you know, complainy and violent. (laughs) I liked the scene where um, Shirk was there and fell and did her little comedic relief thing that was cute and funny um, but other than that I'm not really getting much from this character or any future plans I am also not like Josh and I can't see the future
0: <laughs> I feel like that scene is like maybe the only part of this chapter that's funny I feel like it's the only time we pierce into a bit of levity in the we chapter because she gets t- I said it on purpose nice yeah.
1: nice nice <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha,
0: ha. Did you like that Did you like that little we, we we stopped the show for that <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i liked
0: it all right um uh so uh inch sh- let me ask you this then so bug and Tehole have a discussion about the hold of death and how it is uh you know people don't die and then it manifests in the azath and then tahol is like actually i'm still not going to crash the economy so two questions. First, is Tehole ever going to crash the economy? And number two, um, did this clear up what's happening at the Azath house and the dead people staying alive in the city?
3: No, it didn't. Still very unclear. Mm. I, I don't know. Mm. And I feel like he is like currently crashing it a little bit. Like, I think it just is like, you know, like uh, he's just doing a lot of shit anyway. So isn't it just kind of going to crash on its own? Aren't we, like, isn't it, wouldn't a war kind of do that? Hmm? I don't know.
2: Josh, you just sat back on your chair with a pondering face. Well, I'd forgotten about the hold of death, and uh, it did (laughs) make me think, because I just mentioned the wraiths. Is it possible that, like, like, when the hold of death is, like, fully unveiled, that the wraiths would just kind of pass on? That would be a fucking huge blow to the eater if, like, those... Souls with nowhere to go suddenly just vanished and left them on their own.
3: What if they mm. just killed all the eater?
2: Well, I think the bigger thing is like the, the reason the wraiths are there is because they've never been able to pass on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's been nowhere to go, and that's why their souls were easy to be captured. Mm. God, that'd be fucking crazy.
3: But don't they come mm. back to life? And like, what if they all came back to life?
2: I don't think they come back to life. The only yeah, one that was... came back to life is what's well, her face, and that's because the crippled god made her. Why she was try- she dead? was trying to die. No, 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 not Shirk. I'm talking about the rates. The what, the tasty the Andy. Oh, yeah. Well, no, Shirk got cursed.
3: But when they come to the place, isn't that where everyone just kind of lives? Le- Leather? Leather? Uh,
2: but, like, the whole continent has this issue, apparently. Huh. They were frozen, you know? Yeah. It's just that Leather's the only place that had sorcerers who were, like, cursing people to be undead, or whatever.
3: Okay. So, use me. Meet- so, when the hold dies what's supposed to happen to everyone Um,
2: we don't know because like like and by hold die i think she means when the hold of death like fully comes to fruition yeah exactly like i don't think we know india there's not really a precedent so i i i mean like it i mean imagine if like like i don't know there's all those ghosts like we haven't seen them in a bit but like for all we know, when the hold opens, they just all get sucked up and the rates get sucked up. I'm curious of what that would mean for Shirkalal. I'd be very sad if she was gone. I love her. Mm. I would hope the curse would win. Okay, that's all. That's all I got. Part Same. of me feels like it would be like
1: a a choice kind of thing because they're already out here. Oh, you know? that'd be interesting. But I think given the choice, all the rays would be like would be like, yeah, fuck off. Oh <laughs> yeah, ya. they'd be like, yeah,
2: eat my ass. I'm gone. Yeah,
1: it's pretty interesting though. Now that we kind of have this context of like the Azath house is turning into the hold of death. Like, mm-hmm. all the people that were buried within the Azath house are now coming out because they thought the Azath house was more powerful than death. And now it's like...
2: Well, the Azath house had trapped them. Like, none of those people are dead. No, the I Azath know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. like,
1: oh, our, the better alternative for us is to trap them in this house instead of killing them. Oh, yeah, yeah And yeah, now true. it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we mm. should have killed them. I forgot but not so like we, we should have, it's just like, I wish we were able to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, everyone. Time to drop into a one-time only segment on the run of our show. Here we go, baby. She's a grand old flag. She's a high-flying flag. And forever in truth, may she reign. She's a symbol of the land I love. The home of the free and the brave. Yeah. Yes, my heart beats true for the red, white, and blue. And forever, and truth makes you rich. Those are the lyrics. Jeez, I forget <laughs> the But I forgot We're cutting
3: it. Yeah. Keep you
2: Keep your eye on the, the grand old The flag. grand old flag. Jesus. Yeah, you knew so. So many more words than I did. I didn't know half. I didn't know there was Most a of them, verse. Half of them were made up. <laughs> what? That was so convincing.
0: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the America Zone. That's oh. where the four Americans talk about our experience as Americans, baby. Because <laughs> we be we bleed red, white, and blue here on this podcast. Or at least one of those colors. <sighs> um. So I guess he and, and you might be wondering, why did you sing all of it? it's a it's a grand old flat. Great question, you know, and um, it's because of this, you know, uh, obviously, this book is talking uh, a lot about economies, capitalism and, you know, labor value, these types of things, you know, and uh, I don't think it's uh, any uh, hot take that it is uh, reminiscent of a type of uh, capitalism in America do I you mean i mean I think there's several direct allusions to american economic systems these types of things you know there are literally
1: people drowning in debt
2: well wow, and, i didn't you know, touch that hmm. Hmm.
1: That's and good. um
2: the event is called the drowning sorry continue. yeah, but, yeah I, I know i didn't read that that one that one little connection i needed
0: <laughs> Fucking geez. i and uh i just want to i want to say i think uh here's a quote that started all this <clears throat> Tural Brizad speaking about the failures of Lothari, because like the queen here, he says destiny as victory, victory as conquest, conquest Mm -hmm. as wealth. Mm -hmm. But nowhere in that perfect scheme will you find the notion of defeat. All failures are temporary, flawed in the particular. Correct the particular and the victory will be won the next time around. And I really like that last part of the quote that all failures are temporary, flawed in particular, you know, which uh, speaks to an idea of America to me, you know, about a type of, you know, optimism, a type of just like, I don't know. And increasingly, I think more about that quote and what it means to me and what it means to me in an American context. And I wonder if you three have thought at all about America in reading this book and have thought about and uh, if it's made you think about. Uh, the 50 states in a different way.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I'm, as far as Steve's, um, like, symbolism and stuff go, I think the leather is America symbolism is, like, s- s- the, uh, the most obvious uh, throughout these all these books. So, I mean, yeah, they're all the time when, when we're talking about the economy and specifically the drowning and stuff, it's just like, oh, this is, uh, like, clearly an allusion to the way that things are run in America Uh, and Pete I think it's interesting the second part of Brizad's thought there is uh, and future scholars will dissect every moment of these days assembling their lists of the particulars the specifics from which no generalization threatening the prime assumptions can ever be derived it is in truth an exquisite paradigm the perfect mechanism ensuring the persistent survival of an entire host of terrible brutal beliefs Uh, and it is just like it's the origins of like American exceptionalism right Like, no matter what happens, people will always take the things that are not not everybody, but just like there are people that will take like any event and 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 only focus on the the good parts of it or the parts that they want to cherry pick out of it, you know?
0: Yeah. And um, although I should say, I don't know, I I would probably disagree with you a bit. I don't know if it's a direct analogy for America. Let there's certainly I don't think it's direct. I don't think
1: it's direct. Sorry, I don't want to. I'm just saying it's the most forward of all of the analogies
0: yeah i mean imperialism and capitalism is such defining aspects of this culture um leather and um i you, you can see how that along with a certain type of decadence can be drawn comparisons to america at times mm-hmm. uh, and to but to touch back on something i really agree with what you said there, Aj, Is that like you know this idea of like seeing good things out of it and just like i don't know all failures being temporary and that like if we just fixed it we're gonna get it right Right. you know you know i don't know like i feel very i don't know about you guys i think about this a lot i feel very conflicted about it i don't like i don't think that's like the worst mindset ever to have but it also has like a ton of problems so Mm -hmm. i don't know what do you think josh
2: a a lot of this has gone over my head i don't i don't (laughs) think ever about like real world connections when i read these books Mm. which I guess mm. is I feel like on my I like I just like fully like get into like this expl- like the explicitly leather and its mm. issues. I've never like, yes, this is a great analog for X. It just out <laughs> how my brain works. i mm. mm. I'm sorry to not be able to yes and.
0: That's okay. Inge, do you think a lot about your Americanness?
3: Um, it's definitely crossed my mind, but similar to Josh like, I'll be like, oh, this seems purposeful and kind of familiar. But then I'm just like, but that's not what I'm focused on here. So I'm not like okay. I I'll, it'll pass my mind, but it's not something that I've like taken the time to think about further. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see it and agree with what you guys are saying um, when you put it the way you're putting it. <laughs> but I don't really have any specific thoughts on my own other than like, oh, yeah, this seems familiar this seems purposeful and
0: that's it i do you want to put a button
1: on our one time only american <laughs> zone america segment uh i i don't know if it'll be a button but it'll be my final thought uh <laughs> everything we talk about in leather is all about the economy um and the everybody's worth is based on how much you know wealth they've accumulated and their place within the economy uh and i think in this moment kind of specifically in in reference or in context of the the things that uh is talking about um these these ideas of exceptionalism and stuff uh regardless of what's going on it's like oh well as long as the economy's good then we're good and if you look back at the past 11 months or whatever of covid it's like Mm -hmm. oh well, as long as the economy's good, we'll be fine. <laughs> like as long as people keep working, you know, uh, and we don't send them too much money, because then they won't want to work. <laughs> then everything will be fine, and we'll be good, and and America will be great. We'll figure this out, and and everything will be a-okay. It's just mm. not how it's <laughs> not how it works, I don't think. But but here we are, and everything is a-okay. Ten out of ten, baby. <laughs> I wrote it down. No problems, you know.
0: <laughs> um. And uh, all right, let's end, I would say, one of our worst zones we've ever had. The America Zone yeah. is, is off into the Very
3: sunset.
1: On brand. Bye. So to bring it back to the books that we ostensibly talk about on the show. Should we sing the entirety of God Bless America for the end of that segment?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you you can edit that in, in the post. You can do that in post. Yeah
3: there's so much um, that we didn't talk about in this chapter still
0: mm-hmm. i know and i just spent like 15 minutes talking about america what a waste <laughs> of our t- time management was off what it, time was manag- not, it was not 15 minutes it okay 15 minutes. all right just it, it just felt that way you know Ooh, that's yes. how slowly it felt <laughs> yeah please can we move but on? but anyway ah oh, fucking christ i don't even know man josh you ask someone a question yeah sure <laughs>
2: So, AJ, uh, that brings us to my next question, Um, and I call it—I don't know if I have a name for the question— you know, I really started saying I call it, but my brain hadn't caught up with the question. Okay. So I guess I'll just ask you a question instead. Who do you think Bug is? Yeah. Um,
1: I have no fucking I, clue.
2: We at this point it has become clear that Bug I mean, we've known for a bit that Bug was more than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean he could be Optimus Prime. I guess that is in the realm of possibility with Steve. <laughs> you never really know. Yeah. Um But I, I I think in this chapter, this is the time when he like speaks to a god that i'm like and like the god is like fully aware in at least in some way of who bug is that i'm I, yeah. i'm now curious if he's from this continent if he's someone we've met and we just don't know him by this name which is impossible That's well, it's not impossible now in this fucking series but
1: yeah um i have no i have absolutely zero clue um yeah. if he's somehow the god of the Jack or something i have no idea <laughs> Oh uh, sh- Well, they say that's the only right, one that we don't know. Like we've we never, we dis- don't think we've seen them.
2: Right? We know the god of the Jhacks in the city because that's why they're coming here. Right? Right? And we know Brizad is the errant. We've now well spoilers for two chapters from now, but Sorry. yes, we know that Brizad's the errant. I don't think he's a god though. I mean, that uh, would yeah, be, I, I'd, I'd be crazy. I, I have
1: no idea. Just he knows of the Jagat and stuff
2: that's like, true yeah nobody so he's else gotta be old. does so he's super old right i i don't know man I, I mean he's definitely old he's definitely not from here in my opinion i think and, he's gotta be from well i don't know because he was confused about the whole of death you know what i mean yeah but and josh we do know bug fucks well bug definitely fucks
1: and gods do be fucking but it's been, we, it's been a while. It's been it's been a while. Have we
2: seen? Have we seen or been hinted at God's fucking? In no, I, that was
1: just a no. I don't know. I gotta think on. Not that. in this. Not in this series. I don't
2: think. I don't think so. They've got. They're all too busy being fucking ambitious. And yeah, yeah, I mean, my my, fucking busy. my
0: my gut tells me they fuck. But yeah. I, I I just I'd have to think on it. Um. Anyway, so so why don't you wh- send send us send us an email.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of a joke, you know? It's like, gods would be in the fucking business if they weren't in everybody else's fucking business. You know, something like that. Hell
1: yeah, that's that's pretty good.
2: Um, So uh
0: Inge, Kettle is alive. She's like, gotta go to the bathroom. She's gotta sleep. She's gotta eat. She's gotta drink. She's gotta... Ask that fundamental question about why we're alive. You know all the great things us humans do. <laughs> so, what do you think's gonna happen with this uh, dead girl turned live girl?
3: Um, I think that that thing that's inside of her is gonna awaken. Cause why else would it be there?
1: Chekhov's gun situation. Mm.
3: I really hope that happens because honestly, what else is there for Kettle? you know
0: being alive. Ugh. Yeah, but, Chekhov famously said if you put a gun in a girl in the first act. Um, well, AJ, let me bun up kind of something uh Josh alluded to about he thinks the 30 armed forces are not doing a well good job mm-hmm. as Mac- master tactician today dubbed and You know, here Bryce ends this chapter by thinking like we're in the throne. He's like, damn, we're all going to die. Like shit's going downhill. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you think of his thoughts here? Like, do you think he's going to die that all these people are going to die? That really like, you know, we're done.
1: I was really thinking hard about the possibility of of Bryce dying. That makes me sad because he's so cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's so cool. Um, I I, I, honestly, I can't. I don't think so. I think something is going to happen with the hold of death and the wraiths are all going to fuck off and then there's going to be an actual battle in the city of Lethris. I think the city will probably be destroyed. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm, I'm
2: going to pop in after AJ. Yeah. I,
1: I want to believe that Bryce is going to live because I like him too much.
2: <laughs> I want to say that if my epiphany that the hold of death could get rid of the wraiths does actually happen, then I would like to come back and say that I don't think Lether gets evaporated I think it's a sh- but it's tough because man. But see here's the problem we know we know that the tasty eater even if they're beaten continue on and it's tough for me to imagine they continue on in any meaningful way if as an Empire they're thrown back by Lotharis you know what I mean we know that after this book they go to the world that we later find out uh, Rulad has just drowned completely we know that's where they go and take Troll to be shorn. Um I just feel like that doesn't happen unless they win. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. It's tough. Hmm. Well, let's kick this show into overdrive, baby. No, no overdrive this week, please. <laughs> I,
0: I just got all this energy. I got all this energy. I sang a whole song. Yeah. I just I don't I like I don't know what to do, you know. I just I'm really hyped up, but pretty much these, this is not a day to be hyped up. These chapters are pretty yeah, you know.
3: Boring
0: kind
1: of mundane yeah I
0: don't, I don't think they're boring i just think it's at this time in the book definitely for me that i know the ending's about to be here and we're like about to do it and i'm like give it to me steve we're just not quite that we're like we're still you know
1: yeah we're approaching the precipice
0: we're on the last few clinks of the coaster so with that Damn. said let's thank uh our lovely patreon supporters uh india do you want to thank them for me you
3: know i love to read Absolutely. A warm and special and gigantically loving thank you to Lord Frostfire, Philip, Lou, Scout, IRTP, Devin, Cabell, Jason, Red the Miner, Zachariah, Cody, Nicholas, Sean, Zach, and Sideshow.
1: Yes, kisses all around. Thank you all so very much for for backing our Patreon. We saw a lot of, um, I mean, it's been like an extra week uh, between recordings, but even so, this has been a, a larger amount than we've seen in the last. Those,
0: those kisses, those kisses are if you want them. If you don't want the kisses, just like sidestep the the hair Kisses, they just went, they just went past you. Don't worry about it. Their you know, it's no big deal. Only. I get it.
1: Yes, yes, I get Cons- it. Consensual kisses only. Um, all right, thanks. Josh,
0: hit us with chapter twenty-one, baby. <laughs> all right, here we go. And yeah, AJ, you're right, thanks. I owe deep gratitude, everyone.
2: (laughs) Chapter 21. Chapter 21 Saren and Corlo discuss Warrens and Holds. Specifically Makra. They talk about grief, and Saren asks if Magic can erase her memories. Corlo helps her and calls her a natural talent. Saren cries deeply. Reflects on her life and grief. Later, they encounter large tombs whose inhabitants they are unsure of. They speak of elder races, and then encounter fairy who try to recruit the Crimson Guard but fail. Troll's company want him replaced as captain. Alharad An tells Troll more of the Blue Rose and the truth behind the Eater's ancient betrayal. Troll then meets with his mother. Uruth speaks with him about his mistakes, and scolds him for voicing his doubts. They speak then of Lilac and the demon's world, and a war within their realm. Troll tries to resign from his post in the army, but fear refuses and warns Troll again. Troll then speaks with Lilac and helps the demon escape. Later, he tells his mother of this, and Uruth scolds him once more. Together, they speak of the demon's world and the river within. Finally, Troll wonders if he even belongs to his people anymore. Udenas reflects on the army, and then meets with Hull. He speaks with Veddict about iron bars killing the Rulad, Featherwitch's new position, and then of his debt. Udenas' debt is to a small broker named Hildo, whom Tull owns, and so Cole clears Udenas's debt. Rulad returns and is troubled by the Drowning World. Udena soothes Rulad by asking questions about champions. The Eater plans to seek champions that can kill Rulad so that his power will continue to grow. Saren finally comes across three armies waiting for the Eater, and they are close to Latheris. Ironbar suggests she comes with them, but she's going home.
0: you know it's uh i've been thinking about how the series tackles race josh Mm -hmm. and i think uh it's obviously a big subject i don't want to say race is a primary part of the series you know Mm -hmm. um but i think generally it does a a pretty good job talking about it but i think what's especially interesting recently i've been reading like criticisms of how dungeons and dragons uses race Mm -hmm. right yeah um not only in character creation, but in the way that it can use race to create morally simplistic scenarios, you know? Yeah, there's, a bunch, of, like, there's a bunch
2: of goblins. They're obviously well, there's evil. A,
0: there's a bunch of different race people. It's okay, we kill them. Do you yeah. mean This is like a fundamental thing in, in the game a lot of the time. And something I think is really great about the setting is that all the different race people, even the kind of monstrous ones in Malazan, I think are like really fleshed out and like they're really thoughtful and i think it's like clear they have a civilization culture do you know what i mean and yeah, i know yeah, i yeah. know a little bit more about some of the races than you do mm-hmm.
2: you know but i've i've just always been struck by that and that like i think a big thing is language like like none of the none of the races or species, even if you want to use that term, um, they all have like the cul- like the the ability to use language, and many of them really fluently in a yeah. way that I feel like D and D for so long got past by saying like, oh well. You don't understand goblin you know it's like really guttural and there's sure, always sure. you know and like if you can't communicate you can't like see similarities in humanity but in this one like they're so quick like when we see the forkle of sound a little bit like i mean instantly as brutal of a creature as it is instantly humanized through language instantly instantly
0: and i think too uh yeah and- you know, I think once you said it's like n- none of the races are immune from being human. You said this on the show about the Talani mass once, and I think that even extends to the Fork on the Kachin Chamal, even mm-hmm. though they're kind of more... You know, you know, I don't know more monstrous because like yeah. obviously the eater are like fully humanized in a different way. Right.
2: AJ's uh, AJ's D&D campaign. He was he was quick to let me know that they they he allows the alternate race rules so you can put the stats into whatever. And yeah, I that think is, they just released that, right? They did. It's in a book. I heard some people say it wasn't done as well as they wanted it to be, but I feel like no one's going to be pleased. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, what they did was kind of
1: pretty basic. It was like, oh, you can put yeah, your stat yeah, boost yeah. somewhere else, and also yeah, yeah. most of them act like this, but not all of them. Like, it's like pretty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But still, that all—it's a big, interesting conversation. If people are interested in reading about that uh conversations around race and tabletop gaming i would suggest it i found it very enlightening Mm -hmm. anyway let's kick into now that my other co-hosts are back excuse me let's kick into the chapter discussion proper and let's start by just by discussing everything kind of away from the eater which comprises Saren traveling with the crimson guard members she discusses this warren Makra, and they talk about it a good deal with the mage corlo and then she grieves she she cries. She thinks about her entire life. And um, then later they travel and decide to go south. India, what did you make of this scene? Uh, obviously, the four of us had a lot to say about Saren last time we saw her. And this these scenes are somewhat a follow up, but not entirely dedicated to that. So what did you think of um, Saren in these scenes?
3: First of all, whatever the uh, whatever his name is, I don't know. Um, the person she was talking to. Corlo. yeah. No idea, no idea what he was saying. Didn't understand it. And, like, I had a feeling that it was supposed to be really helpful to the reader. It wasn't. Um, so I still don't really get it. That's fine. But maybe we can, like, shine, shine some light on that for later. The M thing. The M. Mer- Makra. Yeah, that. I don't get it. Then, the whole also, like, take the pain away thing. What happened? Did he just like make her cry, and then she was like, "All right, let's go."
2: it's uh, like, from a, a first-time reader perspective, I think that's kind of like what happened. So, like, as far as I can tell, Makra is like able to influence the mind and emotions, and maybe like they, what they did was they just kind of convinced Saren's like, in, you know, inner thoughts that she has done her grieving and it's okay to move past it because she was really struggling to do that. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It felt a little... I don't want to use the word cheap, but I don't know what other word to use. You know what I mean? Like, I under... I I don't know. It felt like, oh, she, she just gets to not care anymore, and I don't know if that's good or bad or how I feel about it. It was very strange to me. I was very conflicted reading it. I was
3: it's... confused more than anything. I was just, like, reading it, and he was like, well, first we could do this, or we could do this. <clears throat> but then out of nowhere, she was crying, so I was like, okay, so I guess they did the crying thing.
1: Mm-hmm. From how, From how we see Makra used in the next couple of chapters, in that that we don't really see it being used, um, mm-hmm. and I think Korlar even says it's like a subtle Warren. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a very kind of unnoticeable thing unless you know what you're looking for um, and it seems like you know Corlo gave her a, a few options of what to to what they could go with but I think the like grieving and her crying it crying it out for b- lack of a better phrase and allow it doesn't it, it doesn't fully get rid of her thoughts about it or like her feelings aren't totally resolved on it but she's now able to think about it in a healthier way because even in that section, After the fact, I guess this is before, actually, uh, Corlo had brought up that, you know, in a way she felt like she deserved it. And like her being able to grieve and cry through it and stuff gave her kind of a clear enough head to, you know, obviously process that, you know, nobody deserves that. You know, obviously nobody Mm -hmm. wants to, you know, put themselves in that position and stuff. But
2: yeah, I didn't catch that in the first read about, I mean, like not what you're saying, but like the, like her kind of blaming herself for Baruch's death. I didn't fully grasp that, I think.
1: Me uh, I don't know if I was reading it as blaming herself for Baruch's death or blaming herself for getting the,
2: raped. Yeah, the rape as well, but, I but no, but no, but like, the way I read it was, she blamed, like, like... She blamed herself for all of it? She felt, she blamed herself for Baruch's death. The way I read it, and I was kind of horrified, was to me, it sounded like she was saying, she caused Baruch's death, so she deserved something bad to happen to her. Which, mm. in this case, was getting sexually assaulted. And that's kind of how I read it, and I was like, that is... Not how I read her motivations before, but I can see that. I guess I can. I can look back and kind of see threads of that. Yeah, Inge, what were you gonna say?
3: Um, I was curious about something that was also said that I don't know why was said, but he was like, "It's in." He said it was. She was already using it. It's already like inside of her magra mode.
2: God, yeah, well, you know how, like, we, so, like, you know how Saren is, like, kind of always just doing shit, and you're like, how do you do that? Like, how do you know this? Like, when that rock, and she's able to kind of get in there and, like, hear the Tisty Andy and stuff, I guess Saren's got magical powers deep inside that she's really good at using, even though she's never trained it. Yeah. And, honestly, that's probably why she's a good Aquator, because the job of Aquator is to be neutral and kind of just facilitate agreements, and I guess if she's good at Makra, this thing that that subtly influences people, then maybe that's why she's so good at it.
1: Uh, yeah, Corlo, yeah. Um Interesting. And this
3: is the first time that we're hearing this? Like, this is yes. the first time we're finding out that she has any of this at
2: all? Because this continent doesn't talk about warrants. They just all primarily use, them. like, they just talk about the hold. So India, it's like, um uh did you watch Avatar The Last Airbender? Yes. Okay, so everyone on this continent is a water bender or a fire bender, but like the other continents can use blood bending, they can use metal bending, they can do all the like the, the the lightning bending. They can do that stuff because they've kind of realized that like beyond the primal forces, there's ways to kind of like modify it and make it more elegant. And this continent does not have that ability or knowledge yet. If and Makra is like an offshoot of that. Yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So like a lot of things thrown into one small part and okay. That's, that's, (laughs) that's good. That's great.
0: Josh, I may not describe the magic system like that, but I don't think you're entirely wrong. But it's funny you take a stab at describing the magic system. I pulled out this quote from I think Corlo says it trying to describe the Warrens to Saren. And he says they are not easily defined yet simply
1: understood. That's uh, a Saren, you know? Saren. says mm-hmm. it when she when she finally comes to an understanding. She's like, oh, I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. but,
2: oh, man, and, Pete, we are simpatico with the quotes today. It's one of those things where, like, if you stop thinking about it so hard and just kind of accept it, it makes sense. Yeah. No, no. And and it's very funny. I almost (laughs) feel like it's something I almost feel
0: like Steve's bragging with a line or something. I don't know. It's like, but when I hear that line, it really resonates with me because I understand what Warrens are. I don't really have any questions about them. I get it. I get it. I get it completely. You know, however, if someone was like, what is it? You know, I wouldn't really have that good of an answer. I guess I would start on a really long rant, you know, but it wouldn't really convey what it is, you know? So I just really appreciated that
1: line. It's funny you picked it out too, Aj. Yeah, I just thought it was like Steve finally being sick of enough people being like, hey, what are Warrens? He's like, here, I'm going to try and describe it. And this is what it is. So please stop asking me.
0: <laughs> but as for the scene entirely, Josh, I don't know if I agree with you in, I don't know, uh, um, but I guess for me, I obviously we had our frustrations with, uh, Sarah's right last episode, right? And um, I still think I stand by a lot of our criticism or frustrations there. Those emotions we talked through. So coming into this scene and definitely when we are getting into it, I feel like I had my like, you know, I had my backup. You mm. know, I'm not like especially when I guess there's this idea that like as she's just going to cry it out and then be OK or like. That like she has this passage about feeling like she deserved it or something. You know, mm-hmm. there's all these things that I feel like I saw were these like big pitfalls that like the book steps right, like right by. And I feel like actually I really loved this whole scene. And I, I think it really meant a lot to me. And I've been thinking about it for the last few days. You know, uh, how it how it follows up on her specific rape plot line. I I don't know. I'd have to think more about But as writing about her feeling like a depressed and lost person and thinking about her life and how this is meant for the last few weeks, months, years really meant a lot to me. And I think um, writing about a type of despair or sorrow or melancholy is often, I think, something Steve is at his heights at as a Mm -hmm. writer. And it really left a big mark on me. I really loved these scenes.
2: Yeah, Did I you wanna, just eye roll, in I do want to <laughs> walk. I want to walk back a little. What I said earlier. Do, I don't know. Ooh, go ahead. Just, do, do you just eye roll, Inch?
3: Like we, yeah. He's good at writing about sad things. <laughs> like okay, we get it. I,
0: I don't know why you're saying it this tone. It means a, I. It really meant something to me, Inch. I don't know what it meant you're. Something to you, PB. That's not what your tone is telling me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no more. Be so praying? the
3: like. He's at the. He's the best writer of the melancholy and sadness. Like I get it, you know. But like I haven't, I haven't felt, I haven't connected personally, really, mostly at all with anything that is. And maybe it's just maybe I'm devoid of these feelings. I don't think that's true. But you're you're just
0: so you're just so happy over there. Yeah,
3: I'm just constantly happy. No, but like I don't know. Like I've never personally felt like wow, this really impacted me. Like, I've been like, this isn't, I'm very angry at how this was written. I've never been like, oh my God, that was the most beautiful scene. And I remember a lot of scenes where you guys have felt that way. Like, oh my God, this is so moving. I just haven't felt it. But like, I'm glad that it moves you. My eye roll wasn't about how it moves you. It was more so like, it's known that this is like such a great, writer. He's such a great writer of the melancholy, but like,
0: like, you feel like been there, done no, that I just, is kind I of No, what...
3: I just feel like it's definitely more of a personal question. And
0: I, I I, get what you're getting at. Yeah. I get what you're getting at.
3: And I just yeah. don't like nothing against it. You know, I, I think it definitely is a lot of people's yum. And I'm not here to yuck it. But like, <laughs> I just it's just not my yum, which we all yeah. already knew. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm glad they moved you. All though. right.
0: Any other uh, final comments on these scenes before we boogaloo on?
2: I do regret saying that it felt cheap. Like, I don't know. I just feel like- It did I think, feel I, cheap. I, it, did you say it did or didn't? It did. I feel like the, prob- the reason I feel that is because I feel like we really hammered this plot line last week in a way that I didn't expect it to be resolved in this way so quickly. And that may be a criticism more of us- and the way we were reading than it is the writing. I don't really know yet. I gotta think about it more. Um, I think that's where I'm at. I think because like, I don't think As a one-off, like, storyline, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just am still trying to process my feelings about it in the context of this conversation we've been having about the books as a whole. I, like, I, yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it. I think I just need more time with it. I want some closure, baby. I do think it was very cathartic to, like, see this character come to, see this character who has been incredibly closed off the whole book so far, see her come to terms with these I just feel like in this, like, with, like, the specifics of it are what I'm still kind of working through. Mm-hmm. Inge?
3: Yeah, I agree with all of your points. I do. Um, it's just, like, for somebody who writes so great about, like, melancholy, you, you'd think that we would stick a little, we would, like, you know, let her feel her feels a little longer. It's like, like, do it, girl, whatever. He was a, He was a sad boy the whole time. He didn't have to yeah. cry his feelings out and get over it. Moving on. And that other person who then at the end where you guys were like, Oh my God, it was so beautiful. When at the end, everybody was like, thank you. Who takes all the guilt, whatever. Oh, it cove I'm just like these beautiful, huge scenes, whatever. I think I'm over it. I I don't know. I'm over it.
0: Uh, Listen, I, I, you listen we were all there last week we were, all, we were all upset I'm not here to defend the plot line but I, I do think you're being very generous with this scene I think I don't know I, in my reading I don't think it's like we're done she's over we've achieved good mental health she's feeling great at the end of the scene no. I mean when she gets back to the city clearly she's still in despair and processing her emotions do you mean mm-hmm. like I feel like this is a part of a step and a moment where she she is reflecting on everything in her life and i think what does leave a sour taste in there is how i feel like she's reflecting on years of depression and being closed off and these things and that like what this low point or whatever involves her being sexually assaulted. And obviously that uh, I don't like that. And I think, I don't know we, we we discussed that last week. We don't need to get into that again. So as a button on that point, I really, I don't know how I feel about that. I probably don't like it, but I think overall the scene I enjoy and I, I think it's getting at much more. And I don't think at the end of it, it's like, I don't know, we're finished. We've done it. I don't know. I, I don't agree with that. If that's what you're trying to say. So,
2: well, I think that's what we got out of your description of it. If I'm being honest, when you were talking about it, that's it kind of felt to me like you were saying, and this moment's over. And I was like, I don't think it should be yet. So I if just... it keeps going, that's good. We don't know that yet, Pete. That. But I, I don't know. Even in what we've read when she gets back to. OK, let's, when she gets let's just... back,
3: she's like, and I'm alone she in up. my house. Like, yeah, you went home to your house where you're going to be alone. Duh.
1: Okay, but I think there's more to that scene than what you just said and so I don't think there is. Not only is she physically alone, she is just alone in every way. Anyway, we're Not still that on she this chapter. To be. Man, we are at one point, we talked about
0: doing all of these chapters in one episode. Could you imagine? No. Shut the
2: fuck up. We we yeah. This was just you. you Pete. That it. was just you. You talked about yeah. it, so let's. I back think that the was, fuck was a firm,
3: immediate, and 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 <laughs> yeah, hard. I think yeah. I
2: both immediately the, said no. I do
1: yes, think and we are. I'm indebted to you for that. That was a yeah. correct call. I, I do think though. We this entire section is less than a hundred pages, and we are uh, over an hour in now. So I think I think we should continue moving. Can we
3: just like cut some let's, of it
1: out? I mean, it will. Some of it will get cut out. Yes, that's how editing works. Right. Okay, AJ. That's Sorry, I, that was. And We
3: did it.
0: And we got we gotta keep moving. <laughs> but I I, enjoy, I think the Saren discussion was worth it. But we haven't even really. That talked... was the first part of the chapter. We haven't even really talked about the Crimson Guard, and they're around, you know. But we gotta Still keep cool. moving. Still We good. gotta keep
2: moving. Yeah. yeah. So um. Oh, I would throw. Okay. I'm just gonna throw myself a question. Okay, give you a chance okay. to catch your breath. So, Josh, what do you think about um Rod on kind of just exposing the lie of the Tisty Andy and Tisty Eater to troll in a very just sort of <laughs> one-off scene? I'm glad you asked, Josh. It really felt to me like, god damn it. I mean, he needs to know for the next part of the story that this is a thing. Sure. Well that one dude didn't like him or, yeah. Him, he's mad because he's a Tisty Andy quarter blood or eighth blood, and he knows the truth. And now is the great time to tell Troll. I it really felt out of left fucking field, man. For this for this guy that we've like had three scenes with, who all we really know about him is that I guess he's the one who went up north for a bit. But now like Troll's like, I know you always had it tough because you're you've got blue, you know, your mom's a half blood or a bl- whatever weird fucking way he put it. And I was like. What the fuck, troll? That's a weird, oh, you just needed to say that so the audience knew he was half, okay. It just felt real heavy-handed to me. I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but that scene really wrecked me the wrong way. Yeah, left, a, left an impression <laughs> on my, my boy over here. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I get it. He
2: needed to know, but like, I just, I don't know.
0: So so after this, uh, Joel goes and he's like uh, meets with his mother and they speak about the demons and they have a a whole demon dialogue about the demon realm and, you know, lilac. And then he sets his demon free, fly free lilac. (laughs) AJ, what did you make of this? And uh, what did you make of uh, Earth here? This
1: is the first time we've really seen her, I would say, in a larger capacity in a while. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen Earth. I mean, we've seen her, but she hasn't like spoken since like, I don't know, chapter four or something like it's been a while. Um, I I was really refreshed. Honestly, I felt really good about all the stuff she was saying uh, and about how you know, she has all these feelings and things. I don't know. Uh, it was just nice to have another character with another point of view that we haven't really seen. Sure. Um, and she kind of shares, uh, fears, views in in some ways, but like is much more articulate about it, which I appreciate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She seems great. Let's put her in charge. Do you yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, I thought the the lilac stuff was interesting. Uh, I do think we should. Uh, share that Josh did share with us that there are the kenelrah and oh. the and the kenrela which are different the kenelrah are the servants of the kenrela who are called tyrants yes where
3: did you that see that in the reading
1: to. so it, it's at the top of one
2: of the pages it's 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 like one i'm looking for it right now there okay so it is mentioned like they just kind of say their names several times but it is not until um 771 771 okay thank you i've got it because i was like so done when i read this okay so it is when they were talking about i think it's Uruth. yeah it's Uruth. troll and fear okay here's the sentence ready in return, we are given more demons for our war. Perhaps a minor kenrilah or two who are far better versed in the arts of battle than their subject kenilra. Yeah, and that is the difference. The kenilra, which Lyartlac is, are the people who are like fishing and doing stuff. They're civilians. But then there's basically. they. Yeah, then there's the kenrilah. But what's unclear to me still is whether that whether they are castes of a same race or if they're completely different races that. Just came up with those names independently. That's what I don't get. Peter, can you like are they the same type of demon or are they like different physical forms of demons or what?
1: I, d- I don't know. Someone can clarify for us. If I had yeah, to basically- guess, I, I would you say. I, if I had to guess, I would say they're they're different casts, and I think it's more of a commentary on like things that are unfamiliar to 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 you are like. They might as well be the same thing because you don't know the difference. You dumb, dumb idiot. That'd be funny. <laughs> that's kind of what that that's feels a very. Ge- that's a generous reading. That's what yeah. it feels like yeah. to me because they are so close and 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 different. And it's like, oh, hey, what's the difference? One letter. Oh, you dumb idiot. That's I gotta
2: ask AJ, have you been doing some yoga lately? Because that one was a stretch, in my opinion.
0: It, so India, uh, Hull <laughs> speaks with Udonis and. Uh, They talk about his debt and then Hull is just like, oh, yeah, that's like tail like uh, whatever like you're good So we this is I feel like we see Hull in kind of a different light here and he's talking to Udonis. We've never seen these two characters really hang out. What did you think make of this scene? I loved
3: it I thought it was pretty good. I Think Hull was looking for a little more information than he got, but I like I liked their little banter I think Udonis is starting to bother me more and more with his just like chill demeanor I don't know why it's so bothersome to me, but it is. Just everything's like we're friends. That's why. Why are you like hanging out with this horrible person? Because we're friends all the time. But yeah. So I was really happy that he cleared his debt. It didn't really mean anything to me. How can you just walk up to someone and say your debt is cleared? You're free. Like fascinating. It's almost it as me- if
1: debt is a is a construct and doesn't really mean anything in real life.
3: Bang.
1: <laughs> Got him. So that's so, yeah. how I think it.
3: It was stupid um, but I liked it I liked it a lot and yeah that's it no no really insightful thoughts about it shocking
0: all right I'm gonna derail the show again Gee, I'm sorry to why? say
1: I oh, um man what Oj? there was a whole I, I, I had this whole thing Oj, take it away well, take it this away is, this is this we're jumping back now to troll talking to lilac Um, (laughs) because lilac has this whole lilac has this whole section about well yeah that's what i was saying that's why i was upset because i should have said it five minutes ago
0: all right oh my gosh listen guys we're just i'm just i'm just leaning in we're doing it we're doing
1: it do your thing
0: i got a thing after it let's
1: Okay, so before we derail the show, I'm gonna go back uh, because lilac has this whole section about what civilization is and how basically uh, civilization is uh, it's summed up the selves are not eternal only th- the tasks. And so like just like looking at a civilization zoomed out, like the people don't matter in a way. it's the things that are being done and the things that are happening uh that are eternal so it doesn't matter if it's the lethery or if it's the eater or if it's the, the kennel raw uh they're all like doing the same tasks because civilization d- demands certain tasks be done uh to perpetuate more uh civilization uh and i don't, I don't know i just i just thought that was interesting because it's just like furthering this idea in this book that like War doesn't matter and like debt doesn't matter, like all of this stuff doesn't matter because in the end, it can all be boiled down to these tasks that must be done so that people can like eat and like sleep and, you know, survive. I just thought it was interesting, Pete. But I think even in that, you can do
0: something existential there if you want and say it's it's like, you know, these tasks are what life is about. Do mm-hmm. you know I mean, like, even, like we there are other things you live a life,
1: but like fundamentally, you have to do these things yeah. to survive. We are know? where civilization begins and where it ends. We are there to begin it again. Yeah.
0: <sighs> now, listen, um, we spent so much time talking about rape on the show last week. I'm almost hesitant to bring it up again. But um. Udonis gets raped early in the book, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk much about it then, mostly because it happened so early on in his character, you know? Mm-hmm. And I...
2: Um, I, also, I also struggled to tell if it was real or not. Me too. Because it was so out there.
0: It was dreamy. But
2: see, we've, we, we
0: have a little more time behind us now, and I would love to hear some thoughts about it. And then I would like to just get to my thought and, and then share to just a bigger Udana's question. So AJ, looking back
1: on that, do you have a thought on, a, on his assault early in the book? Uh, not really. It happened so long ago. Honestly, I don't remember. I, I, I remember it being kind of like a one sentence thing. I more remember Udana's being, uh, just like totally frightened by, uh, men and uh, appearance as just like, pure light with a sword. And then the specifics of the rape, I think are just like, she lowered herself down or something. Uh, I I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Cause like you said, in in the moment it it happened, it was so early on in his thing. Um, So I was still getting to, I was still trying to figure out who Udunas was. um, And I haven't really thought about it since.
2: I think for me, the more traumatic thing was learning. He has a son from that incident. Mm. Um, I think it's like, I think it's tough to think about because like Udenas doesn't think about it much. You know what I mean? Like occasionally he has had like a sentence, but he's not lingering in feelings on it that often. So I feel like as the reader, I don't really know what to make of that. If he's just kind of like, well, whatever, then it's kind of like, i uh, that's okay. I don't really know what his mindset is on it.
0: Yes. Uh. Well, Inge, do you have anything you'd like to? No. Yeah, well, listen, I think there's a lot there's a lot to be said on uh, on it um and I think there's been some interesting contrast in the way sexual violence is against men and women in the series. Um but we don't need to get into all of that now. I think what resonated with me about this and I think a, an important comparison is Trolls Assault in House of Chance, right? Yeah. Both of them share a lot of similar qualities. They both happen in somewhat dreamlike sequences. They both happen in like one ish sentence and they both involve like an otherworldly godly being, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's like a lot of parallels between them. And the troll thing is a lot is very baffling to me in a lot of ways. I really don't know what to make of it. It's very confusing, you know. But when I think about this Udonis assault, it actually like really makes a lot of sense to me or it, it really, I don't know, I it, I kind of grok with it in some ways. I don't know. I still think here's a reading of it that I really I, I was tuning into earlier in the book that like since he has this whivel blood in him, you know, it's like about invasion of his body in a way and mm. about him losing control and about Um, the lack of control, you know, and I was really early in the book looking back on him in this time and thinking about him as a character kind of defined by
1: being dispossessed and not having any control at all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting because like even physically, you know, I, I mean, not physically, but like societally, you know, his his lot in life is is to just be a slave is to be. The property of somebody else, and to act for them. Mm-hmm. And then the one time that he does kind of act for himself, when he saves Featherwitch, he, you know, gets injected with his rival blood or whatever, and is now still not acting for himself, and is now acting for Menendor. So yeah, I that that is pretty interesting, Pete. I, I haven't thought about it in a while, but here's where I was going
0: with all this: is that I think that was my initial impression of Udonis in this book, and. But I feel like as I'm reading it through, I don't feel like he's actually a character that lacks that much control or is that in disempowered. Mm. So this is building to my question to you, India. Like, do you think Udanas actually is just, you know, oh, little old me? <sighs> I'm just like the slave here. I'm just, you know, I'm just Rulad's... I mean, like, there's this element where I think he's trying to portray himself as not a power player, but do you think he actually is?
3: Yes, I do. That's why it's annoying when he's like, I'm just his friend. (laughs) That's why it's annoying. Because...
0: But like, like, isn't he not a power player? Like, he's the emperor's slave.
3: He, like, on the outside is that. But he also is like, why don't you do this? What if we just did this? <laughs> but I don't
1: see see India. Wait, but like, he's, I don't, not he's not secrets whispering
3: secrets in he's his ear. He's just being his moral compass. Well, yeah, but that's
1: also, I but I don't feel like that's. I don't read that stuff as having like an ulterior motive. You know, it's just like Rulad's like, hey, what do you think? And he's like, oh, this is what I think. And Rulad's like, mm, yeah, because <laughs> like, I think all in all, Udinas is a pretty reasonable fella. Uh, Wait,
2: I thought we... But Udenas has said that he plans to betray Rulad in the Which end. is true. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, all right, all right. He's the grifter, you man. He's, to, yeah. You don't have to capitalize on your advantage right away to be powerful, right? I would say implicitly, the long <laughs> con is the way to go. We see that with Te'Hol. He spent fucking, like, years playing his games in order to break shit. And then you see other people who are like, no, I'm going to capitalize on my advantage now. And they fucking die all the time. Like, what's Udinas going to do right now? He's a slave. He can't do shit. So he has to play the long con, and that is his power, is being there and being able to turn his situations to his advantage, for sure.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I just wanted to bounce those ideas off you, and, and I think Udanus is a really interesting character. Udanus,
2: um, yeah, him too. Both <laughs> of them are. Hey Discord, hey Discord, I'm trying. All right, I see you out there. I know it. You hate it. I, I'm doing the, the Lord's work here. I'm trying my best. Um, um wait. So finally, no. Mm,
0: what an inch.
3: Um. So when Troll specifically says to Udinas, don't betray him, and Udinas is like, I won't! he like, he's just lying. He's just a liar. Is that what we're um, saying?
1: Yeah, I think so. Love it. I think, honestly, this that entire idea of Udinas just kind of like biding his time and doing the thing is... Uh, summed up by the beginning and end of that section where uh, Udenas starts by thinking about the Moss River eels, uh, the, the skin of which you chew, but you must not swallow because it is toxic. I love, <laughs> uh, love And at love the very that. end, Rulad's like, tell me a story that's inconsequential, and Udenas is like, let me tell you about these Moss River eels of the skin you can chew, but must not <laughs> swallow because it's toxic. Like, uh, I, I, you know, I feel like Udenas is that skin. And Rulad is the one chewing uh, and Udinas Uden- <laughs> is, is trying to get him to swallow the skin, for lack of a better phrase, wow. because we're now we're now in this. So, um, yeah,
3: I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Well, Peter, where are you going? Go ahead. Say what you're going to say.
1: Hit, hit me.
0: No, go, go.
3: I was just wondering if we if we were going to talk about the whole Mayan thing.
0: That's next chapter. That's next
2: chapter. What chapter are we on? Twenty one. The yeah, the next chapter is twenty two with the bro the bro moment. The bro moment. moment. So let's let's
0: let's let's get there. I really want to talk about the brother time. But last thing, Josh, you alluded to it earlier. Rulad here is like, I flooded a whole world. I'm so like, I'm devastated. I did this. Yeah. Would you be bummed if you flooded a world and, uh, you, so do you think you now fully understand what that other flooded world is?
2: I have a greater understanding. What's tough, though, is, okay, okay, they call that world a warren pretty consistently in the first four books, whenever it comes up. So, are we to believe, then, that these demons that we've met, like Lilac, were inhabiting a warren, and that these guys just don't understand what a warrant is? Or well, is there Josh some...
0: Josh, you know, Warrens are not easily defined <laughs> but simply understood. So
2: Are we in a warrant? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fly to Japan and punch you. Is the podcast a warrant? Are we in you know? Damn. Is Google's cloud users, a warrant? No. <laughs> Oh wow! The cloud so is a Warren. It was a
1: Warren the whole time. Wow, hey, can someone? Warren's can can, can, can someone? I know y'all have the the facilities for this because you've done it before. But can someone make that um, astronaut meme looking at the Earth and say it's all Warrens? Always has been. <laughs> oh
2: please! Love Thank it. you. Forgot about that meme. Now that dated the show. Yeah. It's never going to. <laughs> yeah, <war. laughs> Wait, why? Um, why? Why? Because uh, memes die very fast. Anyway, memes are that that meme's dead. We're already yeah. over it. Yeah. Anyway, um. Okay, so yeah, so I think I get it, though. I mean, it seems like there, this was a warren of some sort, or maybe some other thing that we don't have a word for yet, maybe, but there were demons there, and Roulade flooded it by redirecting the flow of a river in a way that was catastrophic. Then I guess my question is, that world seems to be, like, literally falling apart in Book 4, like when Troll's trying to escape with What's-His-Face? So like, I don't understand how that works really then, how like the wor- world or Warren could be collapsing in on itself because it's definitely said that's what's happening. It's almost as if flooding it was bad. Oh, and you know what's crazy? I just remembered that that's where they see the Hounds of Darkness. Yeah. So I guess maybe that was a fra- Maybe it was a fragment of a Warren because we have seen that Curled Emerline here or whichever one they use is fragmented. So I suppose this could be a fragmented part of it holding the hounds of darkness and that would then make sense by a fragment of it could be lost but like the whole kind of remain as a sort of idea yeah okay if you think about it like
1: the earth like it's different continents and he flooded a continent and then another continent is falling apart and then another continent is where uh lilac lives
2: Andy, I, I know that what I just said has really made you upset, but I get what I said, and you, I feel very got, good about it. You got, it. like, a full Spy Kids one. Yeah, it's,
1: really yeah, awesome. it's a real, uh, <laughs> uh, uh Fleep, Fleep's flu- flu- what are they? Oh my
2: god, yes, love it. I can't believe you had um, that pool already, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I cannot believe
0: I proposed we read all six chapters to discuss. We are uh, we th- we would have made a 6-hour f- podcast and I would have died. Yeah,
1: I was so sure. Yeah. I was so sure we were going to be like sub 1 hour today because we're only talking no. about less than 100 pages. But here we are at hour 1 and a or, uh, hour and, and you and a guys half.
2: were like no, you guys were like
1: nothing happens, they just talk.
2: I was like about important stuff though. <laughs>
1: Hey, Josh, you were right, okay? Is that what you want? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you.
0: All right, let's kick it onward. (laughs) Chapter 22. The various branches of the Eater army unite. Chol reunites with his brothers Fear and Rulad. Together they share a conversation over wine. Rulad and Fear discuss what has happened with Mayan, and Fear accepts an offer to raise Mayan and Rulad's child as his own. Troll speaks later with Hudanus, asking about debt, and Troll wonders why Rulad trusts the slave. The warlock king arrives then and asks the brothers to help with a demon. Saren and the Crimson Guard discuss how to enter Letharis and then enter the city proper. Bryce sends words to Tehol, and then speaks with Morak about Turidal Brazad. They discuss the queen's consort's true identity, being an ancient god called the Errant. The Errant has been living in the Lothari court for centuries. Bryce finds Cecita sleeping on the central tile, and he refuses to move. The Sengar brothers arrive at the village and find a Forkral assail named Serenity. In effort to create peace, it attacks, killing Rulad and then fleeing. Demons pursue while the Idur wait for Rulad's resurrection. Rulad washes up again on shore, watched by Sandalith and Withel. They briefly speak and then Rulad walks off to see the crippled god. Withel continues to pray to his god esgara in accordance with a prophecy of the seventh closure, enters the newly constructed eternal domicile. He sits down on his throne, now declared emperor. Saren enters the city to find burned out houses, looting and corpses. She separated from the Crimson Guard and finds her empty, dusty old house. She's alone. Finally, we see Garen Eberick. Starlings above the Azath, Teho, Kettle, all as the errant considers the tragedy about to unfold, as the seventh closure won't arrive for two more days. So, AJ, it's been a while since we've seen.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them live twice, baby. Had some bad taste in music as a high schooler. It's been a while. I can't
0: complain. I sang a whole patriotic song earlier, so that was really good. Thank you. Um It's been a while <laughs> since <laughs> I, sorry. I was like, I, like, I, like, I want to do it I again, but I, I can't. don't even know the song. But it's let's by continue. Stained? Gotta love stained. It's been a while since the Sengar brothers have been together and we've seen Troll speak to fear a bit, but it's been a while since he's talked to Rulad and Rulad certainly changed. So I wonder AJ, how this scene struck you of just three brothers talking, having
1: a bottle of wine. This made me so sad. So sad.
2: I know. I
1: know. Tell me more. Um, I don't think it really, really hit me until the end of this section when they are all laughing about like, oh, we're going on another quest for Han and because like, oh man, everything's the same, but it's all different. And it's mm-hmm. just so, mm-hmm. oh my, it hit me so hard uh, just reading that last sentence um, of like Han and egg, uh, not getting it. That was funny. It was just no. Yeah, it was funny. Straight up. It was very funny. But then in recontextualizing it in like the rest of the entire book and like now Benedus is wherever he is, like everything is the same, but nothing is the same. And it's so, Mm. so sad because like it's it's kind of a vision of like what could have been, you know, like Mm -hmm. if if they went on this quest and nobody touched the sword and, and Rulad didn't die. And, you know, they, they go to war anyway, and Hannah and Mozag's in charge, you know, they would all be going on a quest together anyway, um, mm-hmm. prob- for Han and Mozag, but the fact that is in this context where Rulat is, you know, the ruler or whatever, it's just like, fuck, man, you know? Did, they were so close. They were so close to to to, to being brothers yeah. and like having what Rulad wanted this whole time is to just like be loved by his brothers or whatever. Well, oh,
2: I I, I, I want to know AG. another eye roll from India, legendary. <laughs> I, I want to hold on. I want to I want to know AJ in India. How A- dare you, Rulad? So good. Okay, I I want to know AJ in India because I did not feel sad until the very end of this section because so for me I loved it. I thought it was very beautiful. But what made me sad was like knowing how Steve do him, I was like, well, this means that Rulad has to die again. Because we've seen that when Rulad dies, he comes back changed, and he's different, mm. and it takes him a, it, It's taken Fuck. this long since he died for Udinas to kind of like coax the humanity back into him. Ah. And I was like, I was like, he's gonna die. Like this has to oh. be the last nice moment. He's gonna have to die again, he's gonna have to come back even worse. And it- Fucking, there it is. End of the chapter. Like he's back on that fucking island. I didn't even fucking make that connection, Josh. Fuck. Oh. Yeah. God damn it. You can't have a nice moment with characters that aren't destined God, to God, and have when he shows lives lives back up, when that, he shows yeah. back
1: up to the Cripple Gods Island, he's like, gotta go get my sword. See ya. Like he doesn't even hang out. He's like, oh, fucking Christ. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 Well, so. <laughs> Fuck.
0: India, what did you make of the brothers sharing a drink?
3: I loved it. I loved it 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 was great i didn't feel sad i liked the end i thought it was funny at the end when they were laughing yeah. because they were like this this bullshit and like han and mossek didn't get it and that was yeah. funny and great and, uh, i guess it, like when you guys say things that i'm like okay yeah i guess it was sad like the time like the thing about the coins like when he got the coins on him and aj was like oh my god no india that was really really horrible and i was like oh yeah it wasn't gross it was
1: horrible well but but your feelings are still right like that was gross and this is funny
3: no i know i mm-hmm. know but it just helps me see things in a different perspective is really what i'm saying mm. not that it's invalidating how i felt about it it's just like oh yeah and also this okay
0: I think it's really touching. I think it's and obviously it's funny, but I think it's a really touching scene. It's like, man, look, these it's really like brothers, you know, right. like, oh, man, like it's been a, it's been a few years or whatever. Everyone's changed. It's been so wild. The circumstance is so different, but it's still just like siblings sitting down and just mm-hmm. enjoying mm-hmm. each
1: other's company. This you is know? this is the story of brothers I wanted when Steve told us this was a book about two sets of three brothers. <laughs> this is the yeah, brother yeah. story I wanted.
0: But, but then when you look out to the bigger frame, you're like, yeah, this is not like just another fun brother <laughs> hang for the Sengars now, is it? Do you know what I mean, yeah. it's like a pretty much heavy more- shit.
2: Do you, yeah. 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 Do you know what I want to say real quick? You know what it really reminds me of? And I, I say remind, even though this happened years before we see the other. It really reminds me of the episode in the last season of Game of Thrones at uh, Winterfell, where they're all having that Mm. last big moment. And you're like, so many people are going to die. Because as I just said, that's how I feel about this. Like, I I knew. But here's the thing. Like, Game of Thrones didn't deliver. And I know Steve will deliver. I know know. we are about to lose some characters that we have built up over a book. like. I my my bold guess is that fear dies Me too! personally can I oh, say fear my dies? Tr- my guess is fear dies and troll is blamed for it or troll had the capacity to stop and didn't and that's like to stop fear from dying and didn't and that's what leads to him being short yes AJ go I have a big cold shot that's probably incorrect my, I was thinking about
1: it while reading these chapters yesterday I think troll dies and I think the troll we meet is fear Sengar what? Feeling no, so shitty about a- his brother's death that he takes on his persona. Look, at be he be lie. hiding
3: behind that fucking hand.
1: This, <laughs> this, look this at is him my second. This is my second wild called shot but in two thing, episodes,
2: but, and I'm gonna say like, in the in the last the book, don't we up. see? F- we see troll use a spear, right? We see troll use a spear in mem- in a House of Chains," and like that's troll's thing. Um, fear is not a spear user. I thought they all use spears.
1: No, troll's the spear dude. Yeah, but isn't fear the weapon master?
2: Yeah, but he would have. I don't know.
1: Mm. Just because it's not his <laughs> weapon of choice, AJ. it's hey, troll's AJ? weapon of choice, and he's
2: trying to live that persona, baby. I don't know, AJ, man. I'm gonna say right now, if that happened, I would. I don't think it's gonna happen. But if it did, I would probably quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it did. So Steve, you better not. <laughs> Steve does some
3: crazy shit. Steve That seems does a some bit that seems a bit
2: shit. wild even for him.
1: S- Josh, you know, we- I would agree with you, but also we have several storylines that are taking place outside of time, uh and also That's one true. about <laughs> Emerald spa- Jade spaceships. So I think I think it's all kind of <laughs> I think it's yeah, all it's kind true, of that's uh, true. fair game. We we can
0: do we can do a few more predictions later on, but just to disagree with you, Josh, the reason I think you know I know the type of I, I actually don't remember the scene in Game of Thrones you're talking about, but I, I do know in general the type of scene you're talking about, right? Where mm-hmm. it's just like, man, look at us, we're having one last moment that you yeah, know yeah, yeah. just enjoy all the characters together. And what I think so, th- I feel like this scene is a hundred times fucking better than that.
2: Do you mean? Oh, I yeah, agree I didn't say it. The Game of Thrones ones is good no, as this. No, no. no, This one's incredible.
0: I, I think the scene is just so much better than that because the pleasure of this scene is not that just like, oh, all the characters you like are like mm-hmm. together again, bro. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, I don't know. There's just so much more going on in the scene than that. And I, I just, I think very highly of this passage well and so. i
2: think i think it's also great because i can feel that way about the scene as a whole and i can still think back about fear being told that the woman he was supposed to marry yeah. is having his brother's child but we he's going not even t- talk about that no like that scene is absolutely like like my my stomach hurt i was like this is so uncomfortable of a situation and that can happen in this scene and i still leave it with like a with the only thing i'm concerned about is them laughing at the end like that's it's so strong
0: yeah. India, you wanna say something about the man thing.
3: Yeah, no, just that I agree. It's fucked. Hmm. And fear is a good person to yes. be like, brother, it's fine. You did all this and it's fine. But also he's like kinda of questionable because like, wouldn't you be pissed? But then like, how could you really like what, yeah. what could you really do? Fear I, I kind of probably has to know. It is what it like he can't change or do anything about this, and so he can he has to accept it but he does so in a way that's really um it's just it's very it's nice it's it's nice for the heart I feel yeah. like that he is not he's just like yeah we'll do it let's, yeah, let's- well, mm-hmm. it's
1: it's the two things he wants right he wants his brother back and he obviously wants his the woman that he loves back so he's like I'll take this however I can get it you know
2: yeah yeah
1: I don't know bro I don't know if I agree with the reading of that no but- well, that's Kind of because because I don't I wouldn't say he's he's like, yeah, that's it's fine, whatever. I I don't know. I think it's just kind of like, well, this is kind of how it has to be because it is. This is how it is. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, let's keep going with the Sengar brothers for now. So next they go down and they go on this quest from the Warlock King. Also so funny. So funny that, you know, the warlock... I love how... it just got a sidetrack about Bozick. I love how he's introduced as, like, guys, it's the warlock king. (laughs) His shadow's a warrior. He's got... And now, like, here he is just, like, and all... You know, it's just... It's just
1: very good. It's very good. Hello, Sengal Blubbles. Can you go... (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) 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 I... Okay, if we're going to talk about this scene, we have to talk about the two greatest characters ever <laughs> created, these yeah. fucking these fucking demon tyrants. Yeah, they dude. are so good. Yeah. So so good. Do we we um, don't even we don't even get names, right? No, they're just one demon and no. the other demon. Yeah. Um also, can I talk about the thing I messaged in the group so I can call Steve out?
0: Uh, don't know what it is, I forget, so go for
2: it. Yes, when reading this chapter yesterday, I did message the group, and I was like, hey, you're going to get to the word Matlock. It's a misspelled version of Matlock, a weapon that is never, or a tool even, that I have no reason of knowing what it is. But I read it, and I just had it in my head. I think it may have been an item in World of Warcraft, or some other MMO Mm. when when I was a kid. That was sort of a club, but I just say I was like I I like second guessed myself and it is the funniest thing in the world to me that when you type in Matlock, the third thing that pops up is a forum about this scene where a bunch of people are like, what is this? And everyone's like, I think it's a misspelling of Matlock," And that's funny as shit to me that there's a whole forum post about this one misspelling. And maybe it's not a misspelling, but Google had no other idea of what a matlock could possibly be. So yeah. very funny. You
0: don't mean matlock like
2: the TV show? It yes. is spelled. He's wielding a DVD collection of matlock. It is spelled differently, right? So the, so he means to write matlock with two t's, but it, but it is spelled in the book matlock with one t and an l, and it's like sort of a pickaxe type thing. It's a tool. It's not quite a pickaxe, but one of the one of the demons is wielding it, and it's so. Also, I do have to say spoilers these demons don't come back, I think, because <laughs> the forum is like, you know those two demons who, like, leave for the forklift and never come back? And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> the forum post I was like, all right, so I don't need to worry about Oops. them. That's why they weren't named. Um...
0: Well, let me, uh, let's, now that we've, now that we've, Josh, you've thoroughly obliterated Steve with your facts and logic. It's just really Um, funny, but also I
2: can't be mad because Steve's got these two demons who are just like, I've got to pee. I'm hungry. (laughs) Like, they're just kids on a road trip who are also really good at killing.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so inch if I you were if you were an ancient fork rail assail sail with two elbows um what would your name be and how would you achieve it
2: through your violent force
3: um that's that's a loaded question that i was not
2: expecting <laughs> what would you do if you could have double bendy knees and elbows and a weird In-
1: sternum hinge
2: yeah true i mean i would probably just teach yoga and be a fuck about it you know <laughs> like I would be like, I would be like, and now you do this, you know, and everyone's just like, I can't do it. It'd be really funny, I think.
3: I well, only have one elbow. I don't know, should, PB. That's tough.
0: But do you know what we it? should do? We should create one of those like forms where you can fill out an elaborate form to get what your Will sale oh, name is. Oh yeah, you know? it's like a, <laughs> oh, it. a Buzzfeed, a quiz.
2: Aren't, aren't there what? Aren't the names like Serenity or something? What's this one's name? Serenity, Ser- calm. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, all yeah. they're all just like words that are feelings. You know what worries me is eventually we're going to meet one whose name is like Obliterator and that one's going to be <laughs> even more terrifying. <laughs> These are the chillest of the forkless Sale. Yeah, Wait, the chill ones did... have been very
0: chill so far.
3: <laughs> okay. When I was reading this, I was really confused because they didn't name those two demons. Right. So no. I assumed when I was reading it, and it says very clearly that a Forklore Sale comes yeah. But for some reason I was like, meh. And I thought <laughs> that the demon's name was Serenity. And uh, then it just randomly started attacking uh, the, I see, I see. the Sengars. What? And then I was like, India, this makes no sense. Like, even like even for you, this makes no sense. <laughs> so then I reread it and I was like,
1: oh Nice. Nice. nice, Nice. So I've done that lots so, of times in these books.
0: So of course, uh Serenity kills Rulad, and uh but wait, washes up. Why
3: did they know Serenity's name was Serenity? Like, what did it come up introduce itself and then
2: I believe I that's legitimately what happens. I think it does cause... they have a calm like an incredible oh my god, can we talk about like I know this is not exploring epigraphs, but the whole epigraph <laughs> is about now there is peace and then this forkle sails like, Well there is turmoil here. I cannot leave where there is no peace. You know, yeah, you there know, won't be peace
1: until you're gone. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, also, who the fuck is Fisher Keltath? Because goddamn, they've written he like should... half of these epigraphs.
2: Yeah, we've ta- I've asked you that question. He would not give me an answer. Um.
0: So uh, Rulad dies here and he washes up on the beach. Inch.
3: W- w- w-
0: he kind of goes off in a huff to go see the crippled God.
3: I think he's tired of the bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's my impression, right? Mm-hmm. Aj. Yeah.
3: I'd like to defer to AJ.
1: Sorry, I just, I I keep doing this where I'll open the book like two minutes too late (laughs) to like talk about a thing that we just (laughs) finished talking about. Um, When we're talking about the the fork of the sale and introducing itself the one that Rulad is like well maybe we should try and talk to it and then he talks to it and then it doesn't work out and then he's pissed um mm-hmm. i just thought it was really interesting that Rulad was the one that was like maybe we talk instead of swinging my big sword
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a cl- that's a classic dellum thord is he the one who did it or, or yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah it was dellum and then he got hit in the head
1: i also love how when troll when, when it starts attacking it attacks troll And it's like, it swings its left hand and two fingers make contact with Troll's head. And then Troll says if he didn't turn his head with the hit, then he would have broken his neck.
2: Like, fuck. Also, I gotta tell you, it is a, like, when Troll fights, it is crazy to me. Because he's, like, the calmest of these eater. But, like, the dude is still, and he's not the webmaster, but he's a killing machine still. Yeah. Like, just throwing those spears into this thing perfectly timed. It's crazy. Also oh, love I love Udinas just like running up the web Coming and he's
3: like <laughs>
2: Question.
3: Okay. I did read the thing about someone's neck breaking. Did, was that not what happened? Did that not actually
1: happen? No, troll. Troll got hit, but was turning his head with the hit because he knew if he didn't, his neck would have broken. So, like, it's like leaning into a punch. Like you lean into the way that you're gonna get punched, so it doesn't hurt as bad. Um, yeah. Troll said if he okay. had resisted, if he had pushed against that, his neck would have broken. And he would have been dead.
3: Oh, so he's um, just he's just bragging for us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. He's like, man,
1: I'm such got a good it. fighter. I knew to lean against. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
0: Listen, we, we really had a much longer segment about Saren earlier than I thought we were going to, but so I'll just motion towards she arrives in the city yeah she's very alone and i think to me i i like this scene because obviously she just like hasn't been home in so long and it's right. it's mm-hmm. you know i don't know she's there's been like a, away there's a know? dead
2: owl in her house and i what tried was the my point i tried my best i was like this means something or yeah. it doesn't and i'll never Didn't- know
1: I think the owl is definitely something. It's gotta be.
2: <laughs> Who throws an owl
3: through the window? Well, no, or does it's... it just fly in? I imagine I it flew know.
1: through the window. But, but if it threw
2: through the window, how, why did it just die there?
3: Why? Probably because so it was dying. And I and came flew home to a window. dead owl. It smelled slightly like decay. I'm sad <laughs> and alone. Okay.
0: It's like she feels like she hasn't built anything out of her life, you know? <laughs> She's just been up north acquitting. She is, is the, is the dead owl. The but Pete, what
1: does that have to do with the owl? <laughs> So uh,
0: elsewhere. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and the other final scenes here are uh, kind of about bryce who's in the palace and he's talking and we learn about that the queen's consort is actually an ancient god called the errant obviously yeah and yep. that the errant's <laughs> been all about the city the whole time and yeah. you should have just put this all together so josh i'm sure this struck you and you knew this the whole time and it was kind of just you you too had been looking at the tapestries and noticed this throughout the ages
2: yeah i mean there's <laughs> hints in the book it made sense
0: um. So, that what's a bald faced lie? There I is was about to say, zero there's no phase. fucking way, dude. It oh, is okay. completely out of left field. So, what do you make of the emergence of an ancient god
2: into the palace? Another fucking day, you know? <laughs> that, that's my exact thought. I read it and I went, sure. Yep, is <laughs> Just fucking crawling with gods, crawling with the Fork Roll of Sail. Yeah, fuck it, dude. I don't get it. No one does. It's nonsense. Yeah.
3: I don't get it. And I thought that the god was that person whose name I read in the first chapter, and I guess it's not, because you guys said he doesn't okay, have Okay, well, name.
2: so India. So that god is, and he's not, I don't know if I'd call him a god, he's, he's a soul taken, an elite soul taken, which just means he's a dragon soul taken. He is still crawling out of the earth, okay? That's him. The consort, meaning the, the, the dude who bones down the queen as his official job, he has been the errant that the Leferi pray to, you know, Aaron, take me, you know, their bullshit thing they say. Um, he's been there the whole time, I guess, guiding the people from his position of chief bone giver. Uh, what is and- your
3: name? Terudal Brizad?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with the captain who is in charge of co- protecting the king, Sandalath. No, uh, whoever the fuck that guy is. Morak Nevev. We don't need the second names, it just makes it harder. <laughs> anyway, so he. I, he's the. And then, but I will say, is that the god that Bug talks to? That's 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 what, a, that's, that's what India was asking, Josh. Not oh, not. Oh, okay. So Bug walks across the street and talks to that God. I guess India. I guess the, is that who? Is? Okay, Peter's nodding his head. I wasn't Wait, sure that is India. Who, so
3: is Turald? Yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: he's the errant, the God that Bugs talks. The Bug talks to.
3: But he's a God.
2: Yes. Yes, he is the and the he's God. Just, he's the he's God just of the interdimensional.
3: He's just there. I thought that he came, but but. But why is he casually around if it seemed like he was just, like, in the shadows? Was he not? Was he just chilling in the dark by himself randomly one night?
2: Yeah, he was in... Probably when he was in the shadows... I mean, I would guess that, like, he can look human and then decide to kind of give off the presence of a god. And probably that's what he was doing at that point. Was, like, giving off his, like, aura. I would guess. I don't really know, though.
3: I need it to be known... That this is very frustrating for Indy. That's fair. And that's it.
2: And I think the thing, Indy, can I say, I think the thing that is making it harder for you is it is very common in fantasy to just kind of have to go, okay, you're like, I don't know the answer to your question, right? And I've just, I'm okay with that. I'm just like, yeah, 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 sure, at some point. But for now, it's okay that he's a god. And that's what I need to know. And that's just like, I mean, that just comes with like reading lots of fantasy books where they just hide stuff from you till the very end.
0: So we all kneel to the great Emperor Isgar Disconar, Isg- Isgara Disconar. Got it in one, yeah. Got it in one, nailed it. Uh, so, Aj, what did you make of his crowning? Uh, as uh, the seventh closure is, is done. We're finished it. Don't ask any
1: more questions. So it's over. Don't think about it. None of my questions were ever answered.
3: I
0: don't
1: the get it closure. Can you explain
3: uh, what that means While you're yeah. talking AJ
1: I d- Well no India I don't know I don't know what the 7th closure is I don't know why he's an emperor now And why Lethar is an empire I don't understand any of that Anytime Bryce was talking to To like Brizad or whatever About like the 7th closure And all this shit I Right over just- my head
0: can just a prophecy about when the kingdom's going to ascend into an empire. There is, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's so, like today's the day, so I'm an emperor now and we're an empire now.
2: The problem you know? is, it said earlier in the book that the prophecy does not explicitly name the Lether people. It just says that, like, here on this day, an empire is crowned. And now we see that two days from now is when the Seventh Closure is, which coincidentally is when the Eater are going to attack. So now we Got don't it. know which of the kingdoms, which of the empires is prophesied. Are the Eater going to destroy Lether and become the prophecy empire, or the leather knock back the eater. Personally, I think the leather are not the prophecy empire, and it is the eater who the prophecy is about, but we don't know yet. And it's got also it. confusing because you'd think that Aaron would know the answer to that question, unless all he knew was that there would be an event that day, and he doesn't even know which one it is. So. Who speaking, knows? Spe-
0: speaking of Empire, we even got our first mes- mention of Desam Backless in a while, if not the first in the series. So big yeah, Desam Backless you? shout out. Am I right? I don't
2: know. That's, what that that is. that's the that's the guy from the first Empire, right? Yeah, baby. Um, okay. We've never we've never met him.
0: I was kind of just saying it to be a little little, little saucy. It's oh not spicy. <sighs> yeah. Wait, is that your hand raised for a question? <laughs> oh, hit us, Inge.
3: What is wrong with the Sita
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to talk I about Cita the whole time. I think he's figured out that they fucked up. I think that like he got enough information that now he's like re he's rethinking everything he ever thought about the seventh closure. And I feel like he's gonna realize they got it wrong.
3: Mm-hmm. Why is he just cleaning the floor and sleeping? Look, like, what uh, is happening? Well,
2: that's his title. That that <laughs> or. Maybe this eternal domicile is like ready to just kind of explode with power or something and he's trying to stop it. I don't know, India. Yeah,
1: because he question. is at the perfect center of the room because he asked uh he asked Bryce to count the tiles and find yeah, the center so he's, one. He's
2: something's going on.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just read in my notes that uh he loves his tile. So
3: Yeah. Very confusing.
1: Very confusing, India.
3: Gosh, these chapters, man.
0: So finally so. it ends kind of uh there's kind of a checking in with everyone. There's kind of an omniscient point of view that sees everyone, and that is like, it's going to be tragic, everybody, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, the air, it's, it's the Aaron who thinks that, right? Like, you know, two days off. They're yeah, two days away. Every... So,
0: it's been a long episode. We've really taken the cake. And two done... hours?
2: Holy shit. On a less than a hundred pages.
0: (laughs) So I just wanted to say, uh, thanks to everyone who listened. Let us know what you think of the show at 10 very big books at Gmail and Twitter. And, uh, we're, we're really looking forward to finishing the end of midnight tides in, uh, two weeks from today. Um, we hope you tune in now, before we get there and say AJ roll the goodbye, I want to hear some predictions for how the book is going to
1: end. AJ, you're going first. You're alphabetical order. Roll <laughs> call. Okay, I think because the errant sees some starlings and we saw a bunch of birds when Serenity was around fighting. So I think Ooh, Serenity yeah. is going to show up and fucking wreck shit. Uh, and then I think when once the whole, once the Azath fully becomes a hold, those five Toblokai are going to uh, go inside of Ublala. And there's going to be this big Ublala forcarla sail battle that's going to like obliterate the city or some shit. Uh, and I don't know what the empire is going to be, uh, but that's that still has to happen, I guess, because that's a prophecy. I don't know. Uh, and then everybody else lives and it's good and everyone's happy. at The end.
2: Also, don't forget there is the ever lo- looming threat of Talani mass erupting from the ground again and killing yeah. a lot of things. So if yeah. that happens, fuck this.
1: Yeah, maybe that'll be the Empire. Maybe the Talan Mass, it'll be a Talan Mass Empire. Uh, All right, let me
0: give you a finer, let me get a more finely tuned prediction out of India. What is going to happen? <laughs> with, 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 with Rulad tuned. Sengar at, 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 in the end of the book.
3: Um, here's what's going to happen. Okay. Rulad is going to come back Even crazier than before, and then, and then he is gonna be like, "I was just kidding about this whole Mayan situation."
2: (laughs) Oh no! So incredible. So incredible. Also,
3: now I'm gonna. Okay, Rulad is going to somehow be the cause of Fear's death. Then Troll is going to try to kill Rulad. Then oh. he's going to fail. Then he's going to get put in the water.
1: Shorned.
2: Love it.
3: Then Rulad is going to die at some point for good. Because I don't know Rulad in the current book. Or maybe he'll go somewhere else. Really, Rulad's unknown to me right now. Well, but they will win.
0: Well, what do you, what do you think's known to you then? Nothing. <laughs> All right. But Troll? you feel. What do, you mean?
3: What, do, what do we, what does that mean, Peter? Don't, don't, well, don't you make me. it sound like
0: Rulad's I mean, when well, you said this thing, it made it sound like Rulad's an open question, which would stand in contrast to maybe a character, a plot line. You feel like, you know how it's going to wrap up.
3: Well, I guess unless AJ's idea is what actually happens. And if so, <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. Troll seems pretty concrete.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
3: Unless he is, in fact, fear, and then everything I thought was wrong. Which, honestly, Steve has a very, very, very impressive way of having, like, I don't know, 35 open stories and just threads mm -hmm. that are everywhere. And then at some, some, somehow, in three chapters, he's like, here's your nicely
1: wrapped (laughs) present.
3: You're welcome. So... It just and it Josh, never is what I think.
0: That covers it, that covers the eater.
2: Let me hear from you what you think is going to happen with Tehel and Bryce Bedek. I think Tehel is going to find out he didn't need to crash the economy due to the destruction of Lether, and he's going to, I guess, go maybe live with his refugees. I hope he doesn't die. I would be really fucking bummed. But you know, I it's guess we'll find bummed. out when we get there. And then I feel like Bryce is so set up to die that he can't. But I don't mm-hmm. know. What would happen to not have him die? I, I really don't know for Bryce.
0: Um, and and just going into the, you know, going into the finale here. Oh um, shit!
2: Wait, Bryce has the names of all those gods in him. That's got to come ooh. back up in some way. So.
3: Oh yeah.
2: So that's gonna. To I guess go. that'll that'll come back.
1: There's Who so much knows? shit in this book, guys. Yeah. So Maybe that's much. why Bryce
3: won't die.
0: And it's yeah. Um. Man, what a conversation we've had today. I've actually really enjoyed today's episode. Um, (laughs) I did want to ask one final thing before we kind of get into the finale. I'm sure I'll do it again in our wrap-up episode. But, um, you know, is... you know uh what's a do it do we now do you know what let's sit on it i'm gonna sit on it and uh, next time we'll do brother zone be it next week or the the map wrap up it'll be a final brother zone we'll pick a favorite brother okay you know overall okay overall favorite brother but we'll save that for then so thanks everyone for listening and um i say come you say passion come passion Enthusiasm was not there today, um, and that's all right, you know? Um, I can sing It's a Grand Ole Flag" again. That segment really didn't work. No, but, um, I think that's
1: fine. Thanks, know. everybody,
2: for listening. <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter at 10 Do Did we already say that?
1: Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here getting ready to play some D&D. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We only have one more left before we are done. Midnight Tides. Uh, As Josh said, you can let us know your thoughts about this and all of our other episodes on Twitter at 10VeryBigBooks or via email 10VeryBigBooks at gmail.com If you'd like to join the conversation on our Discord, you can head on over to bit.ly slash VBB Discord and join everyone there. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. That link will also be in the show notes thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on patreon as well we are now over 600 dollars per month which is just incredible uh, thank you all for helping us make this show it really really means the world uh, if you'd like to check out our patreon you can visit the link in the show notes or head on over to patreon.com slash 10 very big books where we have a new public post outlining some of our goals for the show in 2021 it's been up for about a month now so if you're interested interested in that again that link will be in the show notes and that uh that post is public so you can read that even if you aren't a patron uh in case maybe you want to know what your money will go toward if you become one of our patrons so again link in the show notes to our patreon and as Always thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan for the hottest Houston pro athlete takes. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode is by the one and only Amaranthin from their album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music on bandcamp.com. The links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in two weeks on February 12th with chapters 23, 24, and 25 of Midnight Tides. The finale is finally upon us. Talk to you then, and thank you so much for listening.